Sports Social with Ed Easton Jr. We are back once again here on Brooklyn Free Speech Radio, iHeart, Spotify. And I got to be honest, this this episode is going to be a little different from others. Because going into the show, I had a whole different plan, a whole different setup in regards to what we were going to talk about. And, you know, that was big in a world of sports and just try to give my take. I had a whole setup. Um, That episode is still going to be in the future, but I had to just scrap it because you have something that's so seismic and insane that you think it probably didn't happen. It's something that I'm still at a loss for words even though it's been uh, it's been a couple of hours since the announcement was made to when I started recording now for those that have been living under the biggest of rocks Odell Beckham Jr the pro bowl wide receiver for the New York Giants the top guy on that team if you want to put it in perspective was just traded a year after signing a long-term big contract with the team he was just dealt to the Cleveland Browns. Look, I'm, I'm still wrapping my brain around this one because I've seen a lot of trades in sports history. But usually there's like a hint of maybe, okay, this is something that they probably just can't work out or there's a lot of disputes going on. This deal happened in such a manner that I, I got to say it's criminal if you're a Giants fan. You feel so deceived because Dave Gettleman, who is the general manager of the Giants, took over last season. He made these deals. He signed he signed Beckham long term. And then he went just and I'm going to play the clip later in the show, because, like I said, this has basically become the um, the fallout episode of this trade. That still has social media buzz. He he went into the combine and he said to the media, said to everyone, said to Giants fans, we would not sign Beckham to a long-term deal if we were gonna trade him. This just he just made it seem like that was no possible way we're trading Odell Beckham after signing him to a long-term contract. His words. And like I said, I will play that later along with a lot of parts of that whole press conference at the Combine. It just it's a surprise to me because, you know, when you look at the particulars of the deal. The Cleveland Browns, who who was a trade partner here, the Cleveland Browns are going to be an amazing team on paper right now. So much offensive talent. I can go on for days for what they have. Now they got Beckham and Landry back together as, as their wide receivers. It's scary. It's it's truly a scary situation when you see that. And, and just to go back to the Giants, what they received in this, Jabril Peppers was the active player that was received in this uh, deal for the Giants. He's a safety, uh, second, third year, I believe. Very fast, a uh, good punt returner. Not an elite defensive safety let's be honest he's not Landon Collins who I'm also going to bring up a little later in the show I just that's not enough but you know you think okay we're gonna get draft picks so of course we got their first round pick which is number 17 overall so that's that's a start 
But then all we get is their second number um, third round pick. Not their first third round pick, their second third round pick. And that's it. And I'm I'm sorry, but I'm just floored by the fact that one of the top wide receivers in the game, easily top five, possibly top three when he's healthy. All we could get back was two draft picks, the first and a not even their first third round pick, their second third round pick in this year's draft. And Jabril Peppers. I'm, I'm sorry, that's just that's just not enough. You have an elite wide receiver. There's, there's no explanation that anybody can try to explain to me. Say, oh, okay, well, you know, they're doing this to save cap. That money is still owed to him after a certain amount of time. That's $16 million that the, the Giants sat on that's owed to Beckham. The Giants still got to pay that. That's dead money. That's what people are not understanding. Like, there was no relief right away from this deal. The Giants owe that money and they have to pay it. I I look at it now, like I said, I'm a Giants fan, and and I'm just I I don't know what the hell to think. You're going with a team that has you know, you, you just let Landon Collins walk. You trade Odell Beckham Jr., who was at, let's be honest, he was the face of the franchise along with Beckham. And Eli's, Eli's he isn't probably his last year. And Eli's going to get the full $25 million owed to him. I, I just don't know, what, what, is, what is the plan here? I'm serious, I want to know what's the plan. Because you, you're going into the draft. Are, are you going to get a quarterback? Because you have to get a quarterback. You're going to get offensive linemen. Now you need a wide receiver. Because that depth chart is just not looking great. You're talking about going into training camp with Sterling Shepard as your number one, who's going into a contract season. Corey Coleman, who you got off the street last season, as your number two. The same Corey Coleman who was... Traded by those same Browns. I, you can't make this up. You know, the, the only bright spot that you look at when you see this team is Saquon Barkley. And, and you just made it, if you're going in with the idea of we're going to, you know, tank, I guess. Because I just don't see how this team is competing. You've. You've put the team in such an odd spot because you drafted a running back. And granted, an elite running back. Not just any running back. You got a top-tier running back, but you needed a quarterback. I'm as big an Eli Manning supporter as you'll ever find, but you can't you can't do anything about time. He's old. You get old, it happens. In every sport, you just got to know when to move on and, and that start that transition. This ain't it. The franchise is now in a, in a very tough spot. I don't understand the plan because it wasn't like you were saving money. I, I can go down the list of some of the deals made by Gettleman. And I, I just, there's so much dead money there. It's just so much dead money. And, and mind you, he just said, I would not trade Odell Beckham. He said he would not do this, but he did it. He did it. 
I it, it was is a shocker for so many people. I, I and I'm you know I'm trying to look at the the silver lining as a Giants fan and say okay well maybe they do this deal but they get like a first round pick, second round pick, third round pick, you know, and you get their next year first round pick. But it didn't even happen like that. You got two draft picks. Andrew Bill Peppers. That's it. For one of the best wide receivers in the entire league. You just, I just don't, you can't put that any clearer. And I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Apparently Beckham was caught off guard too. I'm reading tweets from um, other reporters that have spoken to him and I, I just don't get it. This is a this is an odd one for me. I, I I can't get behind it. I don't support it at all. I, I'm a Giants fan, and I feel deceived, and I feel robbed here. They keep saying, okay, this is a good way to, to refresh and restart. Then why would you go and draft a, a running back? If you're trying to restart the franchise, reboot it, then you go and you draft that quarterback. You go and get Sam Darnold at number two. And what makes it even worse, which is the 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 ultimate the ultimate insult if you're a Giants fan, is that you have to look over and, and the, the co-tenant, the New York Jets, they also they just go out there and um and sign Le'Veon Bell. They're signing players, they're signing defensive stars. I, I just I don't get it. They have a young quarterback. They got young wide receivers. They're they're building for a good run this season. And all I see from the Giants are subtractions. I see confusion. I I don't get it. I'm going to continue to say that. And um, look, I can harp on forever and ever, and and you know I can. But it's it's terrible, horrible job by Gettleman, and we're going to talk about it more. Um, throughout the show, going to play some clips also, some of the greatest moments, quotes from Odell Beckham. Uh, like I said, I'm going to play that Gettleman press conference so you can hear some of the stuff he said and maybe you guys can, you know, sway me because I, I can't understand it. And it's as always, at Ed Easton Jr. on Twitter, Instagram, hit me up, let me know what you think. Uh, it's a mess. That's just my opinion. It's a mess. But uh, we'll definitely dive deeper into it. You're listening to Sports Social with Ed Easton Jr. here on Brooklyn Free Speech Radio, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. iHeartRadio now combines your favorite radio stations plus your on-demand music collection all in one app. iHeartRadio All Access now allows you to take your music collection offline to listen anywhere without a connection or using data. From the My Music Pivot, tap on a playlist you want to take offline. Toggle to offline. Indicators will fill in seconds, showing when your tracks and playlists are available offline. Radio plus unlimited music all in one app. I had my conversation with Eli back right after right after the season ended, and uh, we are where we are. Like Pat said, there's a million different models. There's a million different ways to, to do this. And uh, I, you, you could cite a number of, of models where they had a veteran guy and they, they drafted a young guy. And at some point in time, the torch got passed and, you know, away everybody went. And, and it was a happy away. 
everybody went. So, you know, it's it's there's there's still a lot of time and we, to make these decisions. I'm not, I, I'm not, I can't say anything like that. I can't do it. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know. I, I just told you, it's, it's all, we're evaluating everything, and we just got to keep moving forward. Yeah, I'm not, you know, it, it's really funny. We, um, for what it's worth, we really feel strongly that if Sam were in this draft, he'd be a second-round pick. We feel pretty strongly about that. So while it's aggravating that we that we don't have a third, I mean, it's, uh, you know, Sam steps up and he's, he's doing really well with his rehab and everything. The surgery went well. And uh, so if, if, if he's the guy we th we believe he is, then... We won't be mad. Not asking about negotiations long term with Landon. You have a deadline next week with Landon. I guess. So says the NFL. If they say it, you got to believe it. Will you tag him regardless of negotiations just to make sure you have it for 2019? We're still evaluating. How important is it to have him back? Well, like Pat says, you you know, you always want, you know, players on you, you know, you know, good players on your team. But, you know, Jordan, whoa, whoa. Jordan, here's what everybody has to understand, okay? <clears throat> you got 53 players on your club and you got a salary cap, right? Okay? You can't, you don't have 53 silos. Decisions can't, decisions like this cannot be made in a vacuum. You can't do it. So it's a process. The Sean answer is yes. Okay, you want a little more than that? <laughs> the Sean answer is yes. Really and truly, like Pat said, you know, we we got came in and it was a whir and you know, we evaluated the team as best we could, made decisions, moved forward, and feel feel very strongly we made some good strides, okay? You know, at the end of the day, we saw what Eli was capable of once we gave him help. You know, he still can make big league throws. He can still make the NFL throws. And, you know, it's, 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 I say it all the time, it's the ultimate team game. It is. Because 10 guys, you know, do everything perfect, and, an off, you know, the offensive lineman falls down, you know, the guy gets whacked, you know. So to answer your question, you know, we looked at Eli and we feel good about him. Philosophically, though, and Pat talked a lot about this earlier, that when everybody is playing at a high level and you play better around him, is that feasible in today's NFL when you need the quarterback to have everything perfect rather than a quarterback that can make the people around him better? I didn't say he needed everything to be perfect. Okay. What quarterback doesn't? What's that? Well, you're talking about a 38-year-old guy against a 21-year-old pup. I mean, you know, you have to – here's what I'm going to say. Here's what I'm going to say. And I've really been thinking about this. I, I, got a, I had a headache. That's why I hurt myself, I think.
I've really been thinking about this. The, the narrative around Eli for the past four years, five years since I was gone was really negative. The narrative has been negative. And there's an old saying, you tell a lie long enough, you believe it. The narrative is so negative that when you take that position, most people struggle getting off that spot. Most people struggle, struggle saying, I'm going to look at this with fresh eyes. So, for example, all right, when, I'm, when, when you evaluate pro players, every year is a, new, is a new year. When you evaluate him, it's a new year. Yes, before he was at this level, but that doesn't mean when you look at him, he's automatically at this level or at this level. You've got to take everything for what it's worth at that time. And I think that the narrative has been negative, and I don't think it's been fair. Part of it. Yeah, you know, Tom, it, it's going to go hand in hand. We live in a blame society. That's what we live in. Okay, you know, I got in a car accident and it's his fault. No, maybe you ran the stop sign. You know, is there, everybody's pointing fingers. No one wants to take responsibility. It's part, it's part of it. It's like, I told, like I said, Tom, it's the ultimate team game. You know, you don't, you don't win it by yourself. You don't lose it by yourself. Yes, we do. Yep. So, is the perception that you guys are sticking with Eli and, for all intents and purposes, kicking a can down the road to not have to make another decision? No, it's no, it's not. A, it really isn't. It really isn't. Free agency hasn't played out. The draft hasn't played out. I, I, I don't think it's fair. You know, listen. I have this crazy idea that my responsibility is to every decision we make is in the best interest of the New York Giants, okay? I, t I think I said this before. Ron Rivera used to kid me. He used to say, wait until you have to cut one of your draft picks. Because when I first got to Carolina, I didn't know any of those guys, you know. So I had to make moves, and, you, you know, you, you do what you have to do. And when the time came, I picked and chose who we, who we paid money to. I'm going to do the same thing here. This is not, these decisions are not made with my heart. They're made with my head and, and, and with the experience I have. And, and I've been lucky. I've been around a few Super Bowl teams. I know what it takes to build one. I know what it should look like. And at the end of the day, I, I, no, I don't think it's fair. So conceivably, you could see Eli Manning back on your roster for this year. Uh, yes. And another quarterback, whether it's a veteran or a rookie, to challenge him. Yes. The only way, you know, it's really funny. You, you can't be afraid to draft over a player. Okay. You don't go, you, you don't, you don't, so you're in the draft. Okay. You've gone to free agency. You got all your, all your stuff going and you're sitting there and you've got a good player at a position and a young kid comes up at that spot staring, staring you in the face 
You can't be afraid to draft him just because you already got one. The more competition you can create, the better your team will be. And you have to create competition at every position. You have to. Because if you don't, unfortunately, human nature sometimes takes over, and now the guy gets a little lazy, and he's, he, he thinks he's anointed, and, and all that other stuff. You know what I'm saying, At? So does that make sense? Have you, have you ever gotten that situation where you look at Eli and think because he hasn't had any competition, or do you think bringing in competition might actually bring his game to the level that you're expecting? Absolutely. Very, po very possible that, that that's going to happen. I'm sorry. You know, you know, I, I, Jordan. You have to look at everything. I'm not going to lie. I'm not saying I'm going to do anything. <laughs> I'm just saying you have to. You know, I, it, it's my job. It's my job to take everything into consideration. Well, you know, you guys got to write about something, I guess. I don't know. You know, it's like, you know, you know, speculate all you want. I, I've already made my statement on that. You know, again, we're, we're in the evaluation process, you know. I hope I'm with the team this year. Why was I comfortable trading Eli? Because of the value he got in return? You know, and um, we thought it was in the best interest of the New York football giants. Well, you have to. I mean, you can't. Again, I mean, shame on me if I don't check my whole card. You know, so yes, I did. Me personally? No. I've been spoiled as hell. Oh, you kidding me? Kelly, Elway, Manning, Cam Newton, not bad, huh? Now, now, ooh, yeah, exactly. Listen. You know, it, 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 it's really funny. I have, I have one of the best consiglieres of all time. I talk to Ernie all the time. And what Ernie did for the Giants, it would be a dream for me to do the same thing. I just want to take a look at some of the deals Guttman has done since taking over the job. And you guys can bear with me. Let me know what you think as well. But, um, okay, the, the JPP deal was one of his first moves as when he took over, uh, trading him to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That was a surprise as well. And that was done in the offseason, but it became dead cap space for the Giants, $15 million worth of dead cap space. And like I said, dead money. We have to pay it, even though he's not on our team. We're paying him to play for someone else, which I have a problem with. Then you look at uh, Damian Stack Snacks Harrison. We, we traded him in the middle of the year. That was $8 million. Uh, you talk about Eli Apple. That was another $5 million. 
uh, even this this off season, besides the Odell trade, you you trade Olivier Vernon for eight million dollars. That's all against our cap. Like that's money that that goes against us. This this isn't our money. It just I can't stress that enough. How ridiculous it has gotten. I I just look at it now as a Giants fan. You know, you don't know what the future holds. And I'm just going to look at this roster again and see the different holes that they're trying to fill. They, they're going to look at the different quarterbacks. Haskins was going to be out there. Um, I'm hearing a lot of people say, just let Eli play it out and, and see if we could tank and get the number one pick for the following season. Uh, it's, it's look, I hate, we're playing this game already. We've already had multiple bad seasons. And we're still not recouping money. Like it would be different if we were doing this, you know, selling players off and recouping a lot of money and and taking on some draft picks. But that's not even happening. This is disgusting. This is disgusting. I can't think of anybody that would would even entertain this. I'm, I'm trying to, and I, I trust me. I was all over Twitter. I I saw the the complaints, and usually you used to just fans. With the irrational, you know, this is stupid. Why would they do this? Blah, blah, blah. You're used to that. Like, I expected that. But when I'm seeing seasoned analysts and journalists that have covered the NFL for years echoing these same thoughts from fans, it lets you know there's a lot to, to unpack here. There's just a lot of, I just, I don't know. It's just. You just don't trade a 26-year-old in his prime and playing his best football for basically not enough. I'm not going to say nothing because you get a first-round pick, but it just wasn't enough. So let's take a look at the Giants roster quickly. Like I said, yeah, Corey Coleman is your second-best receiver on this team. And he may not even be on the team. This is just who's listed right now. And I'm looking at possibilities of who could be the top guy who can, you know, Sterling Shepard, that's a big thing to put on a guy that was struggling as a number two for some parts of last season. That's a lot of pressure. I, it's just, I just don't see where the synergy happens. And, and mind you, we're still talking in the middle of uh free agency and, and trades are still being done. Not like this, but you know, deals are still being done. So I, there could be a lot more people on the move. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen in regards to like the just the whole defense. I mean, Landon Collins, and that's something that I wanted to touch on. He got eighty-four million dollars from the Washington Redskins. I I think Landon Collins is an amazing safety, an amazing player, but let's be honest, he wasn't going to get eighty-four million dollars. But it looks bad when he's a homegrown talent, and it was not much of a negotiation. You heard probably from the very beginning that the Giants were going to let him walk. I, I felt like I heard this at hello. There wasn't much of a negotiation. Right away, they said, oh, we're not paying it. Oh, whoa, we're not paying it. It just, the Giants always pride themselves on being able to hang on to their rookies and their, their homegrown talent. You think about the Michael Strahan's, the Lawrence Taylor's. Uh, you know, you think about those type of players, even Eli, I guess you could put that in, in, in the same... Um, in the same breath, it it's just a shock to me that just like that, a, a star player, Landon Collins, gone. 
Odell Beckham Jr., gone. But we're trying to build an offensive line to block what? The skill players are gone. On both sides of the ball. Let's be real. Defense, we lost some people. Vernon is a big deal. He wasn't healthy last season. That's what people got to remember. He was not healthy last season. It's something that you just got to keep in your mind. It's like, what is the team's direction? Is it just, okay, we're going to flip it. We have, we have this huge plan for who we're scouting in the draft because you're putting all your chips on the table in the draft. If the Giants start off 0-5, Gettleman's fired. Point, that's it. I'm sorry. I'm just not, I'm not going to entertain any more time after that. He's fired. He does not deserve to, be, to have that position because where's the franchise going? There's going to be a lot of talk heading into, heading into April's draft. And, oh, man, it's, it's going to be a mess. It's, it's really a mess, especially with the Jets doing what they're doing. Uh, the, the rest of the division in the NFC East is going to, try, it's going to get better. I mean, Philly's going to get better. Uh, I, I just, it's going to be a tough one. Uh, the Giants, you know, they've they've sort of teetered in between whether or not they're going to rebuild, but they've it's just you got to make a decision, and doing it this way was just a panic move, and I, I don't understand it. I just don't get it at all. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna still try to stay positive right now as uh, we go through this dark time of of Gettleman, and oh man, this team is is really a mess right now, and. You look at the odds for Cleveland and what they've done. You add two elite. You have two elite wide receivers. Then they add the controversial Kareem Hunt, who people forgot before the whole incident was one of the top running backs in all of football. It's it's scary. Very scary. But uh, it's pretty obvious the Browns are trying to win right now. And they put themselves in an excellent position to do that. A lot of toys, a lot of options for Baker Mayfield. Uh, they signed Sheldon Richardson for defense. Uh, they're just doing it. They're really, really doing it. And they might see, they're going to see some playoff action in Cleveland. I, I just, I can't see how they wouldn't. You know, New York will see playoff action as well, but it would be in the AFC side for the Jets. Just Wow. Four years, $52 million is a deal for Le'Veon Bell to the Jets. It's just, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with him. You're talking about a guy coming off of um, in a year where he just sat out because he didn't want the franchise tag again from Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh's been a mess with the whole Antonio Brown situation. I, uh, I like what the Jets are doing. I think the Jets are going to have a running back that is very hungry and wants to prove something. So it should be interesting to see how it happens moving forward. We're going to step aside for a break. And when we come back, we're going to play some clips of the best of Odell Beckham Jr. as a member of the New York Giants. It's weird to say ex-New York Giant Odell Beckham Jr., but this is the world we're living in right now. You're listening to Sports Social with Eddie St. Jr. We'll be right back. It's not always easy being a dad. When's the fairy princess coming? Any minute now. What? What do you mean she's not coming? But it's always worth it. It's a fairy princess! It is I, Groove Zinkle Bell. Yeah! 
The smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. I know it's really you, Drew. I'm just pretending for the other kids. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4-DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Did things between you and Norman go too far? Uh, it's unfortunate we lost. Uh, you know, it's what we've been dealing with all season um, as far as finishing games and to come down and... Uh, it hurts to lose games like that. It hurts to, to have to watch a game-winning field goal go up, um, you know, two times against undefeated great teams. Uh, it, it's just, it, it's unfortunate. It's kind of, it's kind of been the way of our season. With you and Norman, did it go too far? Uh, like I said, it was unfortunate we lost. Um, it was a tough game. It was a very tough game. Uh, they're a great team. There's a reason they're 14-0. They finish games like that, um, and they did that today. Odell, coach said that he thought you lost your composure in that first half. You agree like, with him? Uh, like I said, it's unfortunate we lost. Um, you know, going against a great team like that, you want to beat them. Uh, you, you know what you're up against, and, and you want to win, and you're going to compete. Three personal fouls, I mean, did, is that something you obviously don't want to do during most games? Um, definitely not. You, you never want to hurt your team like that. Um, you know, and, and I've learned it all throughout my life. You know, always, always second man gets called, always that. Um, it, it's just unfortunate. Uh, you know, you, you, you go back and watch the film tomorrow and you, and you learn from it. Is it difficult in this physical game to keep your emotions in check? Um, no, it's not. It, you know, you're out there competing. You're competing against one of the best teams in the league. Um, and anybody who has a passion for football is going to go as hard as they can. So, uh, like I said, it's unfortunate we lost to such a great team. Um, they continue their streak. They're, they're obviously one of the best teams in the league, and um, you know, it, like I said, it's not it's not fun losing games. You had, you had zero catches in the first half, which is unusual for you. And that uh, time two you drops um, on my behalf. I dropped a post. It was just it seemed as if um, those moments I talk about. I, I told people before. It's like it's not. It's almost not even real. Um, those are fairy tale moments that you look to and. Opportunities could, you know, like I always say it, opportunities, they come and they go. And you can either seize the moment um, or you let them go by. And it was one that um, just thought it was so easy and, and you let it go by. And that's a moment you can never have back. Manning going for Beckham Jr. He made the catch. Touchdown. First NFL touchdown. The rookie adding some zest to this offense. Eli to the end zone. And it is a touchdown for Odell Beckham Jr. Manning on third down to the end zone. It's Beckham touchdown. Odell Beckham Jr. makes the catch to the end zone. Touchdown. His second today. Beckham. He's got it. Touchdown. Beckham on the line of scrimmage and they're going down to him. For the touchdown. And Beckham will run around the defense for a touchdown. And Beckham makes the catch and sprints away for 17 yards and is saluted by Victor Cruz. Manning throws touchdown. Odell Beckham Jr. Second touchdown today. He does a little dance, and the Giants are an extra point away from tying the game. It's Beckham getting loose, and he's going to take it the distance. 87 yards. 
this guy does it on a weekly basis. This is unbelievable. Goodbye, Beckham. Touchdown, Giants. Beckham pulls away and celebrates by going over the hurdles. Oh, down so long. Giants lead. And with Ray Lewis in the house, he gave him the Ray Lewis dance in the end zone. Manning. End zone. Touchdown, Beckham. Fires to the back of the end zone. Touchdown! What a grab by Beckham! <laughs> oh, that's classic. That's the best one of the whole year so far. Oh, Odell Beckham Jr. Touchdown! 75 yards. I think the game is fun for him again. See him having fun with the kicking net again. His hip must be feeling all right. You get done with a 75-yard touchdown catch. And you start limping a little bit, rubbing your hip, and then you stop and dance a little bit. So, Beckham, touchdown! And back to the net, which is the holy grail. He's got to get a, a promotion for that net company, doesn't he? And there's all that. Beckham, gone! Touchdown, Giants! Wide open, Beckham. He got free for a New York touchdown. That is a beautiful double move. Touchdown, Giants. 32 yards for Odell Beckham Jr. Throws it over the middle for Beckham. Touchdown, Giants. Odell doing his LeBron James celebration. Another celebration. It's Beckham. Touchdown, Giants. They take the lead. There is nobody like him. He has to be the most exciting player in the National Football League. He's given us the coronation wave. Right. Pass is. What a catch, Beckham. He's done it again. But another one on the highlight reel. I'm just going to say, <laughs> wow. Well, the career of Odell Beckham Jr. leaves New York City or basically the New York, New Jersey area in a shock. We are all going to be shocked by it that we're obviously a fan, our Giants fans and a fan of Beckham and everything that he brought to the table. You have to kind of look at his career and just some of his moments. And, you know, you think about the whole uh, his emotion and everything that he showed on the field, whether it was dancing around or you know, joking around or fighting uh, the kicking net or fighting Josh Norman. You know, it's 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 a part of what made him him. You know, his emotion, his uh, energy. He loved the game of football. And I think that's one of the biggest things I always took away from from Beckham is that he loved the game of football. And, and you want a guy on your team that just loves the game. And, you know, he came out there. He gave it he gave it everything he had. For as long as he was out there, and you never questioned if he was um, slowing up in a game, if he wasn't, you know, giving it his all, and and I think that was one of his biggest attributes. I would have loved to see a lot more of him and in, in um, Barkley together. I think they were forming such a great bond, and and you talk about 
when he first came into the league and known for the infamous catch that's just been played over and over again on every NFL highlight reel because it's an amazing catch. He made so many amazing one-handed catches. And he was an instant star. Every commercial, music video, you know, it was a good chance he was going to be in it. I just think this was a guy that was ready for the big city, ready for the moment. A guy that needed to mature at times, but you have to allow him to grow. He's still young. And I just think that, once again, the Giants made a huge mistake giving up on a player in his prime with so much more that he could bring to the table. It's um, it's really a bad situation for the franchise and just a bad situation for just New York fans, New York sports fans. And, you know, he was a guy that we loved in this town. Yes, we had our moments where we wanted to attack him for, like, doing things that seemed a little off. But we appreciate the effort every time on the field, and he will definitely be missed in the uh, the New York sports media and just everything he brought to the game. And it's gonna be it's gonna really gonna be awkward that first game back, if it is this season, next season, or whenever. The Browns come into New York, and you know he's gonna want to put on a show. And I don't blame him. He should put on the biggest show possible. And hope Gettleman's in the front row. Because Gettleman needs to see exactly what he just gave up on. And what he just confused the hell out of every Giants fan known to man. Because it's it's disgusting. It's a disgusting situation. And you know, it's funny. I'm, I'm saying this as I'm looking over some old highlights of him catching all these one-handed catches. And stretching out. And this is something you're not going to get. You don't get that from many wide receivers. You have a once in a lifetime talent right there at the wide receiver position that you just can't give up. It's silly. It's very, very silly. And, you know, I'm a, like I said, I'm a Giants fan. I'm going to continue being a Giants fan, but I'm just very disappointed that it's gotten to this point where you just give up so much talent like that. I it's, it's mind boggling, especially after the big contract. I, I gotta look that up. I I can't remember a time where a team would do something like that, especially with the value that they got in return. It's it's shocking. It's disturbing, and I really want to see what happens moving forward. And we'll see. Gettleman is uh putting a lot on the table right there. He wanted to make something happen. Well, he's got his chance because the draft may be his last day working. You know, it's a big one for him, and we shall definitely see. I do want to give a quick comment on the New York Jets, even though I know this was just about Beckham. And I got to give the Jets credit. They did the job, and I usually never give the Jets credit. I'm always one of those, hey, Giants are nothing, you know. But uh, Jets did what they had to do. They got the young quarterback. They have a future plan. They picked up the, the star running back. And uh, they're putting the pieces together to be a champion, to be a contender for years to come. So I have to respect that. So hats off to the Jets organization and the fan base. I'm not going to beat them down and say, you know, they, um, I'm not going to, there's no jokes here. They they did what they had to do. I hats off to them. So they'll get the back page the right way as the Giants will have to face uh, the music for a while. So it should be very interesting. And um, 
Before I step aside, I do want to get into a little bit of Le'Veon Bell's uh, mixtape because uh, apparently he put out a mixtape around the same time as his announcement. So uh, we're going to get into that. You listen to Sports Social with Ed Easton Jr. here on Brooklyn Free Speech Radio, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. I was born to get a win. 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 Hey. I was born to get a win. 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 Hey, I was born to get a win. I be feeling like I'm being. I be feeling really tense. When I score, I be on 10. I can throw a deep 10. I can drop it in the bin. I be riding in the bins. I be always setting trends. I be feeling like I'm camp. You can catch your boy on the end. Hey, I be feeling like I'm shady here. You can catch your boy on the fence. Hey, I can burn you like a Marty. TJ, welcome to the party. Yeah, we about to get it started. I gotta tell the North sorry. If I'm off, if I'm on the grass, I'ma get the green like a goblin. Hey, when I'm all on the television, I be eye candy like I'm Tomlin. Hey, I can run it with the lineman. The black and yellow, they be mobbing. I be out for the bombing. I be shining like a diamond. My mama said I would be a stealer, man, she got it down to a T. Hey, Mr. Rooney up in the heavens and he looking down over me. Hey, thank you for all of your time. I put my heart on the line. If there's no you, there's no shine. I hope I'm here in my prime. I be feeling like a maybe. I could catch it short and go deep. Hey, I could tell they trying to play me. I done told them boys don't play me. Hey, yeah, we cooking in the kitchen. I told you boys I'm on the mission. Number seven coming, better listen. Gotta get these boys off the list. I was born to get a win. 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 Hey, I was born to get a win. 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 Hey. Hey. I was born to get a win. I was. It's important to plan ahead for emergencies, like the storm. When it kicked in, we had a plan. We were able to get in touch with each other in no time. No idea how to find each other. My husband kept the kids occupied. Our son, but there was no reception. Everything was down. I felt like we handled everything very well. But I had to try and stay calm. The whole experience was fine. Was the most frightening ten hours of my life. It was, it was kind, kind of like, like a little family adventure. Every hopes will never happen to her. I remember, I remember the, the relief of being together. I realized he was out there all alone. If, if there's, there's one piece of advice I'd offer other moms, moms out there, there, it's to stay it's calm and keep to the plan. Some parents plan ahead. Some don't. Make sure you know where to find your family in an emergency. Start your plan at ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Is the running back. Play action. And Manning's going to heave one. There's, oh, there's a flag. Beckham, one-handed catch. How in the world? Oh, my goodness. And Brandon Carr was back there. I mean, he is insane. How do you make that catch? Oh, my goodness. This is sick. Put this to music. I don't think he stepped out either. That may be the greatest catch I've ever seen. Number 39. Penalties decline. 
result of the play, touchdown. You have to be kidding me. That is impossible. That is absolutely impossible what he just did. That may be the greatest catch I've ever seen in my life. It's in the conversation. Wow. After being fouled. I mean, he was clearly fouled on the play. And that's clean. That's not. Oh, that's well, ridiculous. Well, he does it basically with his thumb and his forefinger. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Tom Coughlin said that young man has given all of us a lift. I want to take the time to thank everybody for tuning in as usual. You guys are amazing. Um, like I said, this episode was kind of a, a last minute throw together and just to let you know, just to stay current on what's hot in the world of sports, especially with something that's so close to me being a Giants fan and having uh, my favorite team just deal away one of the best players in the league. So I'm not going to get back into that. I'm not going to go off on another tangent, but uh, I will say that uh, that is just the, the beauty of this and just be able to turn it around and, and get you, give you guys my full opinion on it. But uh, as always, I look forward to your opinions at Eddieson Jr. on Instagram, Twitter. Send me a message and I'll read it here on the show. And until next week, you'll be listening to Sports Social with Eddieson Jr. here on Brooklyn Free Speech Radio, iHeartRadio, and Spotify.